Welcome to the Reaching Forward podcast. We have a new Bible study this evening, and we would like you to join us for it. And if you'd like to get your Bible, uh, or click open your Bible if it's on a tablet, we're going to be studying and looking at the book of Galatians, Paul's letter to the churches that were in Galatia. And we want to teach on a theme of a vision of freedom. And our vision for our church this year is 2020 vision. I remember preaching at the beginning of the year, 2020 vision, God willing. <laughs> and it really has been, uh, the, the, the theme of the message was make plans, but leave room for God. And, and oh, how that turned out to be true, huh? We, no one expected the coronavirus and all of the upsetting of the, the normal quote unquote of life. But we know that God's in control. God has a plan and God has a plan in salvation. So if you have your Bibles, let's look at a vision of freedom. First, let's pray. God, have your way. Touch our hearts because we need something tonight. People need this freedom that's in Jesus Christ and that we can trust and know your word and that we know the truth and the truth will set us free and make us free. If you know the truth, the truth will make you free. And we're thankful that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Amen. A mouse and an elephant were standing next to a raging river. So the mouse politely asked the elephant, didn't you know mice can talk? Sir, may I ride on your back to cross this river? And the elephant said, certainly elephants and mice can talk. To each other. The elephant proceeded to place the mouse on his back and then to trudge through the churning water until he and the mouse were, were safely on the other side. And uh, the elephant uh, gently placed the mouse on the ground on the other side and the mouse you know, put his little, little arms on his chest and looked back at the, at the river and said, Wow, look what we did. It's interesting that sometimes we can have an incorrect view of something. That's why Paul wrote to the people, the churches in Galatia. The purpose for the letter is found in verses 6 and 7. He said, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert or twist the gospel of Christ. See, the Galatians were being pulled back by others that said, you need to observe the law of Moses. You need to trust in these works for your standing in God. And just like that mouse looked back at the river, the mouse had an incorrect view of the way things were. And Galatians were getting confused uh, by these people as to the way things were. There were teachers, false brethren coming in and saying, you really need to follow the law of Moses to be a quote-unquote real Christian. You ever heard someone like that? You get saved, you serve God, and they say, well, if you really want to serve God, you need to do this. Uh, Paul writes in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 16, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified 
by the faith of Christ. That's pretty plain, isn't it? And not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. At the end of the letter, Paul says in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 14, But God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. Let's get right down to the introduction. The first five verses are the introduction, the salutation, basically saying, hey, y'all, you know, I live in Florida, and that was something that, you know, perhaps you'd receive down here. Well, this is Paul's, hey, y'all. So verses one to five, let's look at verse one of Galatians. And just as a challenge, before next Bible study, see if you can read the whole book. It's six chapters. It'll probably take you, put yourself on a timer, okay? It'll probably take you 10 minutes or 15 minutes, but you'll get an idea of what uh, God wants to speak to our hearts about, a vision of freedom, specifically in Christ. Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by men, but by Jesus Christ, and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. Paul begins this letter by saying who he was. Who he was. He was showing his authority to these people in Galatia. Uh, an apostle is a delegate or an ambassador. It really means one who is sent. Paul claimed to be sent not by a church organization, not by uh, some man, uh, or even by uh, some authority in government. Not by men or by man, but by God. By Jesus Christ and God the Father, and he says, who raised Jesus Christ from the dead. I remember we were inviting some people to church some years ago, and this lady said, it's scandalous how many people are basically taking the name of, uh, you know, starting churches. And, and she was a Catholic lady, and she took issue that the Pope didn't send me in so many words. And she said, by what authority, basically, are you talking to people about Jesus. And I told her, I said, God sent me. Yes, I serve in an organization, but the Lord sent me to tell people about Jesus in Jacksonville, Florida. It wasn't man or men. It ultimately, thank God we serve in an organization, but it was Jesus. The lady never came to church. <laughs> we need to change to be a Christian. You know that Christians change. Paul is a picture of the change that God can make. One that used to be injurious. One that was satisfied by watching a man named Stephen stoned to death. He consented to it. Can you see that smirk on his face saying, good, another dead infidel. Until God met Paul on the road to Damascus and changed him. And that that one that had hated the church, that breathed out threatenings and slaughter, who was injurious, who was a blasphemer, came to know Jesus Christ. And the freedom in Jesus Christ through grace by faith. In verse 2, he said, And all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia. With this in mind, this letter was not written to a church, but churches, like it says in verse 2. And not to a church in a city. Galatia was a province. And Galatia is kind of the Greek term for Gauls. And uh, the capital of Galatia 
is now the modern day capital of Turkey, which is Ankara. So it was kind of, if you look at a modern map of Turkey, it's kind of, kind of in the middle of modern day Turkey. And it was like a, a state or a province in Rome, in the Roman Empire. In verse 3, Paul said, Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace is God's favor. Ephesians chapter 2 and verses 4 to 9. Sometimes we need to remember that it's not going to church, which is a good thing to do, and it's right to do. It's not paying tithe, which is a good thing to do, and it's right to do. It's not outward modesty, which is a good thing to do, and it's right to do. It's not water baptism, which is a good thing to do, and it's right to do. But that we are saved by God's grace and our faith in his grace. Notice Ephesians chapter 2 and verses 4 to 9. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through, Jesus, through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Paul is reinforcing that freedom in Jesus Christ. And we need to know that our freedom comes in Jesus Christ through his love, his grace, and our faith in what Jesus did on the cross to gain us salvation and our standing, our justification with Jesus Christ. If you'll permit me, I got away from the microphone. Uh, I remember that in Romans chapter 5, I'm flipping there. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. I'm saying that real slow because I'm not there yet. Therefore, being justified by faith. Therefore, being justified by what? Faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul in Galatians chapter 1 and verse 3 said peace as well. You know that we have peace with God. When you, when you accept God's favor and you're in God's plan, there's a result of peace in your life. The, the Bible says, and the work of righteousness shall be peace. In Isaiah chapter 32 and verse 17. And the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. I heard an illustration of a pastor and his wife. They went to minister in a kind of a rough section of a city. And he said that kids used to come to their house. Uh, and when they came to their house, the kids would just kind of go to sleep. And he didn't realize what was going on until, or it was their apartment rather. And he didn't realize what was going on until he realized, wait a second, these kids are coming for a, from, from environments with no peace. And they come into this Christian setting where there's a peace. I'm not talking about a quietness like with the radio down, but there's, an, there's a spirit of just peace in that house. And the kids 
just would take advantage of it and just go to sleep and they would rest. And you know, God wants to give us that, that peace in our houses by giving us that peace in our hearts, by giving us an assurance of our standing with Jesus Christ. And that's what you need to know. The resulting freedom from your standing with Jesus Christ. Verse 4, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. It's interesting. People have raged over who is responsible for the death of Jesus Christ. Was it the Romans who were in authority? Was it the Jews who lobbied to have him crucified? How about Judas? You know, three times. The Bible gives us the answer. Who gave himself for our sins. In John chapter 10, Verses 17 and 18, Jesus was speaking and he said, Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it up again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. And I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received from my Father. Remember when Jesus was taken John chapter 18, uh, Judas had all these people brought together, uh, and Jesus said, who, do you, who are you looking for? Whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And then Jesus said in John chapter 18, verse 6, I am he. And it said, when he said that, they all went backward and fell to the ground. Now, let me give you an idea of what really happened there. Judas received a band of men. The word comes from the Greek spira, which means a cohort. 600 men, okay, 600 soldiers. Plus you have the chief priests and you have officers and Pharisees and probably some, you know, lookers on. These guys were rolling deep. They had uh, lanterns and torches and weapons, all to apprehend one guy. No, I don't think I'd have to send that many people to apprehend Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime, or Bruce Lee, or John Senna, or any other tough guy that's in the face of the earth, right? But I think they knew something about Jesus Christ, right? And all he had to do is say, I am he. And his glory flashed just for a moment. And all of these people, 600 plus, fell backward against their will at the very power of just the word of Jesus Christ. And Jesus could have kind of had his proverbial hands in his pockets. But God was showing, I'm laying down my life. You're not taking it from me. Jesus shed his blood on the cross for us, willingly. And I thank God that he loves us. The Bible said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That's why Paul said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. It is the power of God, not the law of Moses, not water baptism. And again, there's things that Christians do, but to become a Christian, it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God and his salvation to Everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now notice, I want to leave you with this. In verse 5, at the end of the introductions to the churches of Galatia, to whom be glory forever and 
forever. Amen. Someone said this, who gets the glory in your story? Who gets the glory in your story? I like that. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 17, but he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. In Jeremiah, it, it, it admonishes in, in uh, chapter 9, for men not to glory in riches uh, or their might, you know, all of the things that you think you are or you have. But in verse 24 of chapter 9, but him that glorieth, let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Later Paul said that he counted all those things that he had but lost. Why? So that I might know him that I might know this Jesus. And that's where we get this. He said, reaching forth to those things which are before. Paul was reaching forward for that purpose and cause of Jesus Christ that he would be able to live out God's will and thank God. He helped establish the churches around uh, that local area that they begin to take off. And after Paul's death, unto this day the gospel of jesus christ is still going strong that people might know their freedom in christ a vision of freedom we want to catch you for the rest of chapter one or at least we'll keep going i hope you can join us god bless you and i pray that in this bible study you will get a confidence and a vision of freedom in your life freedom from sin and freedom in christ it is yours for the taking god bless you amen